Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for the second part of the Curtain Call. Uh, once again, my name is Michael Beck, joined as always by one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Today we're really talking about the future direction of this team and what kind of the ideas are of, of, of this team in general and what their direction is moving forward. And obviously we, we ended the first part off of talking about Ben Roethlisberger and potentially him uh, getting benched if he plays poorly. But what happens if the Steelers miss the playoffs altogether next year? All of a sudden, it's been more than a decade since the last time they played in a Super Bowl. Could Mike Tomlin's head potentially be on the chopping block if the Steelers just flat out miss the playoffs? I don't think so. I think at this point, it would take numerous seasons. Numerous seasons under 500. I'm talking like three years. If the next three years are like 7-9, and then Ben retires, and after that, it's like 5-11, and and then it gets worse again. Uh, that's that's what it would take for Mike Tomlin to be fired, in my opinion. I, I think this franchise, the way they operate, it's his job until he either proves he is not going to cut it. Uh, and by cut it, I mean not win Super Bowls, but be worse than replacement-level kind of coaching. Like, we can get someone better than you, so we're getting rid of you. We can get better records pretty quick. That's, that's the level it's got to get to. Uh, I think Tomlin is completely safe. Wow. Now, there's also this other kind of belief that I wouldn't be too surprised at that Tomlin, Colbert, and Ben Roethlisberger might all ride off into the sunset together. Would you have any uh, put any stock into that? I would not put it past Colbert. I would not put it past him at all. He's, I mean, does he want to rebuild? 
we we saw that with like uh the penguins gm they were kind of like well we're going into a rebuild like you're more a guy who turns good teams into a championship team do we really want to sign you long term and he's like you know what i'm out i'm not playing this game uh i could see kevin colbert being like you know i don't my heart's not in a rebuild you know my heart was in trying to get us a, a seventh trophy uh we succeed or fail at that you know that's when I could see him go is when it's comes clear that it's time to re kind of rebuild, start again, find a new quarterback. I could see him move on. Yeah. It's, it's going to be one of those things where I think, uh, I think Ben does weigh very heavily with those guys, just because of who he is to this organization and, and how long they've been together, especially if Pouncey kind of goes out. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of guys kind of retire over the next year two years and how many people really want to go into this transitionary period uh, obviously there's the young guys on defense but offensively you look at the o-line who, who even knows who's, who's going to be back from that starting unit e- even this year it's going to be one of those situations where you look at it from the outside it's like if ben goes how many other how many other guys are really going to start dropping like flies here and that number could be quite high now one of the things i was meaning to ask you in the first part uh when we're talking about ed bouchette and uh from the athletic i should i should mention and his thoughts about the potential of drafting a quarterback early in this upcoming draft Uh, i do want to ask your thoughts on this uh would that be a mistake Do, do you think ben would be angered by them adding someone or does this organization really kind of gotta figure out like a yeah, we should be kind of looking for the next guy. I don't think they're that team. I don't think they're a draft that draft the next guy kind of team. Uh, I know you are a big fan of a quarterback this year. I am definitely not. Like, we are on opposite sides of that one. In my opinion, you build the rest. Of, I, I love the 2004 season. Build the rest of the team, then go get your quarterback. When it's clear that you have a contender, you have a contender and you're short a quarterback, to me, that's when you get a quarterback. That's when you go and you find that guy and you're like, boom, now the final piece is that, that young stud quarterback. We got a good system and, and the team can carry him. I don't want a Joe Burrow season. I don't want to see. And to me, to me, the offense is the issue. If, it was, if the offensive line was like 2014 level, I'd be like, yeah, sure, go get the guy. Go get the guy. Move on from Ben. He's got an offensive line. He's got weapons. He's got stuff. Let him go into like a great situation as his first season. But to me, this offense looks like, you know, if, if you go back to the defense in 2010 where they had that last Super Bowl in them, they were still really good. But the next two years, they were visibly not the same defense. The stats still looked good. You know, the old you got the old and slow comments from uh, – who was that who said that? Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp called them old and slow. And they were, they were still doing good numbers, but you, the turnovers dried up, and there were times you could just see them getting exploited, and you had like the Tebow game happen, stuff like that, where you could just tell this they're over the hill. They're kind of done. And I'm kind of leaning towards this is kind of that like 2011, 2012 off, uh, Steelers defense. That's this offense. That's where they are. This, this offensive line is on their last legs. The quarterback's on his last legs. And you don't really have young stars. You've got some guys who have potential stardom. And that's like, I mean, really, young stars on the offense, maybe Claypool. We talked about this last week. Just maybe Claypool. 
other than that, you're like, these are guys. They're good. Some of them are good, but they're not all that. So for me, a quarterback, I want to rebuild that offensive line first. I want to have a good run game. If we get some good offensive line and we go get a run game, then you're sitting there saying, okay, now we can bring in a young quarterback and he'll have an offensive situation that doesn't put the pressure on him to be Ben Roethlisberger. Now, when you look at this quarterback room and just kind of looking at the contracts, there's potential that none of these guys are back in 2022. I don't I don't think the Steelers are ever the team that would throw a rookie into the mix on day one, ever. That's just not how they work. You, do you think that an outside free agent or – because really we're seeing this insane quarterback carousel just become the new way that the NFL seemingly works now. This year going to be more crazy than the year before. Do you think the Steelers kind of partake in that free agency slash trade sort of situation if if all these guys move out or would they be bold and start a rookie on day one? I, I think they would – if they did draft a rookie, I think they'd start Mason. Hmm. Uh, I could see them going a veteran, but even if they did, it'd be cheap. Like you look at the, the guys they used to sign. I mean, it was Tommy Maddox and Ken Graham and it was – Washed up guys or guys who are on the fringes, they they don't bring in big names. When they, I mean, they brought in Michael Vick, they brought in Charlie Batch. They, these are the these are the guys they bring in, guys who have kind of fallen off the radar, but they're still pretty good. You know, maybe give a, a reclamation project a chance, like a Dwayne Haskins, like they did there. Uh, that's my thoughts. Is that's that's where they'd go uh, if they don't have a stud quarterback in there. They kind of do it on the cheap. Which is, in my opinion, that's kind of smarter. You you see guys like Teddy Bridgewater and the, getting nineteen million dollars that range, getting the same range of cash money that Ben is getting this year. Like he's got the same kind of hit that Ben is getting, uh, cash wise. Like that's that's not what you want. You don't want that guy at twenty million. Yeah, and then when you look at that though, that's that's kind of what a starting quarterback is basically m- making. Like Jacoby Brissett was fifteen million just for the sake of him becoming a starting quarterback. That, yeah. That's kind of the pay bump I think Mason Rudolph would have to get if this dude was like, all right, you're a starter this year. What money do you want? It's like, well, look at Teddy Bridgewater. Like, what did he do? I, yeah, I, I want 19. Like, I don't think Mason would get that. I don't I don't know if you get quite that, but I could see him get that J- Jacoby deal, that $15 million a year. I wouldn't be surprised. that like That is technically starter money. Yeah. And that's low end. Yeah, I'd have a hard time saying that. I can't imagine there's much of a market for Mason Rudolph. I just, I can't. It's like, look at, uh, what's the quarterback from Alabama this year? Jones. Mac Jones, yeah. Mac Jones. Like, I, I what's the what's the draft type on him? Is Mason even more athletic than him? I don't think Mason Rudolph moves even better than him. He does. Like, I don't, I don't think... I don't think teams are going to be lining up to take Mason Rudolph away from the Steelers. Uh, I could see them getting him for like nine, 10 million. And at that point you're like, yeah, you're expendable. You're a, you know, a starting running back money kind of player. You know, that's that, that would be the range. I, I think you would, you would see them trying to go. And I love, they brought in Dwayne Haskins. So they kind of have some competition for Rudolph. If they have to play that card. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I, I think Rudolph on a cheap contract, they'd go with it. Yeah, you know what? If they really want to be cheap at quarterback, they could just 
cycle through third round picks year after year and just maybe one sticks, maybe one becomes Russell Wilson, but they're just like, oh, you know what? We'll pay like two million bucks for a starter. Eventually we'll find someone. I actually, I actually prefer that to uh, teams that are like, no, this quarterback's not quite good enough. They're not the star. Let's draft a new one. First round. Let's draft a first round quarterback until we find one that works. I mean, Cleveland Browns did that. And they they ended up after how many draft picks have they spent? They got Baker Mayfield, uh, and he's not like that great. Like you know, he's not a Ben Roethlisberger, he's not a pa- Patrick Mahomes, he's not Drew Brees, he's not that guy. And they have spent a ton of first round picks to get where they are now with quarterback. I'd I'd rather I'd rather see Mason Rudolph start and then you know move up, grab that quarterback when there's a really good one. Yeah, it, you know what? That's that's one of those cycles that really scares me about the Steelers' position that they're in. If they start going quarterback happy, like exactly, the Browns are the best example. Like, what if they? What if the best quarterback available in the first round is Kyle Trask, and they're like, "Oh, we need one super bad, so we got to get." And then all of a sudden, they get the sixth best quarterback in the draft that really should have been probably a third round pick. And then that ball starts to roll. That's something that scares me. But on on that kind of sense, do you ever wish the Steelers would just go in a completely different direction? Like for me, one of the things I'm worried about is that they're going to try to find the next Ben Roethlisberger rather than being like, Let, let's just do something different. Is that any sort of a worry this year? Yes. <laughs> that is the one. Uh, nagging concern in the back of my mind. And it stems, you remember, I was so excited for week 17. They're going to rest their starters. Matt Canada's offense is going to get a chance. I was hyping that game up. Like, we're going to get to see them let Matt Canada loose. Let him do some stuff with Mason Rudolph, not Ben, the guy he's been working with all season. And Mason Rudolph ran Ben's offense. He went in and ran the same freaking offense and i was just sitting there like what are you doing there's no play action there's no motion what are you doing like what's the point of this game like you're just you're just like well we don't want to change things up because it might work like you know maybe the offense looks good and people and then we have to put ben back in and he looks bad again What, what was the like what was the thought process there if they really are looking and saying you know mason rudolph he could be as good as 38-year-old Ben Roethlisberger if we give him another season of, of growth, you know? No, that's not what we want. That isn't that isn't what we want. And we got another one of those in Dwayne Haskins. Now, I'm 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 not one of those guys that's saying quarterbacks have to be able to move, right? Move movement in quarterbacks was underrated. It was underrated. So you were getting guys like Russell Wilson falling because all you have to do is get him out of the pocket, right? He's okay in the he's good in the pocket, but he doesn't he doesn't have the height to really like dominate in the pocket. So you move him around a bit. It's not that hard. Get him out there, let his talent shine. You saw it with Patrick Mahomes. His his they underrated his pocket movement and his ability to run around and throw the ball off schedule. That's that's how the Chiefs got him. Right now, are are you gonna see a guy like a Mac Jones fall to the point? where he's a much better player than where he's drafted, and he actually becomes a really good value, you could see that happen too. You could see the reverse happen. The problem is, are they a good player? You know, that's the thing. How good are they as a player? And then you build the offense around them. 
I really hope the Steelers aren't set where they're taking this offense that they're currently running, that they ran in 2020, and trying to find a quarterback that fits that while they bring in a new offensive coordinator and they ask him to like, well, you know what we should do. You got this offense with all this motion, but you remember what Ben Roethlisberger used to run? We should run that again. Like that would be, I would not be, I would not be okay with that. That would be incredibly stupid. Uh, and I have a, I have a nagging fear in the back of my head that they would do that. I don't think, it, I don't think there's much of a chance they would, but oh my goodness, it's terrifying. I, I asked that question because I have that same sound. That's just yeah. ringing in the back of my head. It's like, oh, what are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's been how long? Literally, Ben, how long has it been? It's been since 2003. Like, you know, we haven't had that problem. We haven't sat there. You know, people love Tommy Maddox. I remember when people thought Kent Graham was the answer, man. He was he was Ken Graham, Kent Graham. I don't even know his name. Whatever he was. Yeah, you know, he's the answer. That's the real solution. So we've been it's been a long time since Steeler fans have been there. And it is kind of a it's kind of a scary place to go back to. Oh geez, I'm not ready for it. Like my like, I'm only 24 years old. Like what I know is Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's yeah. what I know. Eight, 18 of those years, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger was that guy. So like, yeah. you're uh, like Chase Young meeting him in the, yeah. <laughs> meeting after the game. Yeah, he's exactly. like I'm watching the kid, and Ben was like, no, no, don't say that. Don't you're making me, me old. Don't tell me that. <laughs> exactly. It. Exactly. But moving forward with this team, obviously there's going to be a step back. It's just inevitable. It's the ebb and flow of this game. How would you feel if the next three years was a combination of seasons between seven and nine and nine and seven? Is that something you could live with or is that just disappointment? Not okay with that. Not okay with a single season below eight and eight. Mike Tomlin needs to stretch that to like 20 years of never having a losing season. I just, I want that so much. Uh, but also like this defense, one of the things we're talking about with direction, this team, like the future is the defense. The defense is set up to be great. Uh, I'm, I'm really right now, super high on this defense. I've been doing film rooms on the early season I did one on Mike Hilton last week. I did this this week. I just finished a film room. It's probably coming out tomorrow, but it's about Devin Bush and Vince Williams. I am so excited for next year. Devin Bush is an absolute monster. He he is living up to my billing. I sold him when he was a rookie. I was like, he reminds me of a young Ray Lewis. Like first season Ray Lewis, not all pro Ray Lewis, not first ballot Hall of Fame, elite among the Hall of Fame Ray Lewis. I'm talking like early Ray Lewis, but he was just showing those traits. Devin Bush is that kind of a player. I don't know if he'll how good he'll be, you know, at his peak, but he is already phenomenal. Such a difference maker. The whole defense changed when he left. Him, Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, uh, find some new defensive tackles when when Cameron Hayward and Stefan Tuitt hang it up. This defense is the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And speaking of that, there's been some mock drafts recently and a growing amount that suggests the Steelers might go linebacker inside or outside, both of which very surprising to me. How would you feel if that's the direction they went in the draft this year in the first round? If an inside linebacker falls to them, who's just ridiculously good, go for it. 
like you go fucking for it. Uh, Parsons out of uh, Penn State because his his stock is uh, dropping from outside oh reasons outside of football. I'll tell you what, there's there's one reason I would love to do it, but I would there's other people I would love to bring in. Devin Bush makes Vince Williams look like an amazing linebacker, right? And we saw what Vince Williams was at the end of the season where teams could attack him. We know he's attackable. We saw him in 2018 struggle in that. We know what Vince Williams brings. Vince Williams brings you a great attitude. He brings you a lot of intelligence. He brings you heart. He brings you experience. And he's going to give you every single bit he has in him. He will bleed on the field and come out there and do it. I love Vince Williams. He has athletic limitations. He does. He makes up for a lot of it with his intelligence. When Devin Bush is out there, he makes up for the rest of it. And Vince Williams and him are just like incredible together. You could take a young guy who's not quite as good, but who's a big physical specimen, who's more of a downhill attacking player, and put him next to Devin Bush and be like, go be that guy. Go just mess teams up. Go in there, hit offensive linemen. Like when Devin Bush is in there taking on guards, snapping a guard around and and getting to the quarterback, that's what you want. That's what you want next to Devin Bush. Uh, I recently became a fan. I, I, he's a free agent guy from uh, – he was playing in Detroit, Gerard Davies. A few years ago, he was a highly drafted linebacker. Now he's kind of out because he's not a coverage guy. He's a downhill attacking guy who can rush the passer. He can blow up run lanes. Not great in coverage. And I'm like, how cheap How cheap could the Steelers get him? Like a guy like that. Like if we're going to draft a player, we're do something. we could go that route or you could get like an absolute stud and just be like, we got the best linebackers in the NFL. We, you know, do that Levante David, Devin White thing Tampa Bay is doing. You know what? I would love to see Avery Williamson come back and play with Devin Bush. I would really love to see that happen. Yeah, I'm I'm more excited about Robert Spillane. My dream is Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, Mike Hilton all on the field together because when Devin Bush was in there, Mike Hilton was blitzing a ton. And Robert Spillane's best asset is when you're keeping in linebacker, you're keeping in running backs and tight ends to handle our blitz, and he's a green dog blitzer. He is deadly. He's our best green dog blitzer. And if you've got Devin Bush and Mike Hilton has a lot more freedom to go, Spillane is better in coverage than Vince Williams. In like nickel, where you're not really you're in longer distances where you want to stay in nickel, those three would be ridiculous together, in my opinion. Hoping that works out. Uh I think that's 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 the thing that would tie us over for a year or two. But I would also love to see them go bring in just an athletic beast of a of a linebacker. Like a, someone who could be a Kendrell Bell. This team could have a Kendrell Bell level impact from it from an inside linebacker who was just like, I'm here to blow everything up. Now, next question for you is probably going to be a little bit heavier, but this offseason as a whole, uh, I'll ask you best case and worst case, starting with the worst case first. What what is the worst case scenario for the Steelers over this offseason? Okay, Ben returns. Uh they lose Pouncey. Um, they're not able to get a good offensive lineman in and, uh, you, you just see the offense absolutely fall apart. You, you, you know, you pay like a Juju Smith Schuster, keep Ben happy. Pouncey ends up retiring to Castro. Something, you know, happens to him. You just, you, you see that offensive line fall apart. That's my nightmare is the offensive line falls apart in the off season. Uh, because you, once that goes, then you have to rebuild it. 
It's much easier when you say, you know, we've got these guys leadership developing the young guys. Then you you give Kevin Dotson another year to develop. So let's say you go out and get a, a tackle, right? So you have those pieces to build around. Then Pouncey's gone after next year and you replace him with a good center. And then DeCastro's gone the year after that and you replace him. That's how you want to do your offensive line. What you don't want is to lose everybody and then try to rebuild it because we saw that in 2008. And it took past 2000, 2010 was Pouncey. That offensive line still struggled. It was years after that. It took them, what, five, six years to really get that line back to where it was? I don't want that. That is the nightmare for me. That's the worst-case scenario. I think on my side of things, one of the things I'm worried about is like blowing up the defense to keep Ben happy, to, to get him to come back to bring some of these offensive guys back. I would feel sick if they ended up cutting Joe Hayden and Vince Williams. You'd just be like, oh, I, I don't think those are the moves. Like, I cut Joe. They won't. They, they won't cut Joe. Oh. Like, if they cut Joe Hayden, I'm going to be on here like the 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 show after they cut Joe Hayden. I'm going to be on here with a tinfoil hat. I will be like, I will be not myself. I won't be okay. So me, I'm not even either. considering that. That would be I, that would be a legit worst case scenario. He's another guy I really hope they extend. I, I would be. Very sad. I, I know. I know you and uh, co-editor Dave Schofield had your uh, vertex on Joe Hayden this past week, so make sure to go check that out. But uh, yeah, Joe Hayden. if they lost him, that would hurt, and yeah. that that would hurt like on a personal level too. Joe Hayden, he's 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 the best. He, like he's just an all around amazing athlete, amazing person. So like, I don't want him going nowhere. He was one of my best. Uh, I you know I love the show. Uh, Bud brought a buddy on. They they do that show. His Joe Hayden on that show was amazing. That was my one of my favorite episodes. Uh, so yeah, Joe Hayden is just a great dude. He is that guy, and he's a phenomenal player. And he is he is the exact kind of guy you want around if you do draft cornerbacks, which the Steelers should just never do anyways. But uh, if you yes. did, he'd be that guy. <laughs> like, if, but if you did, you'd want a Joe Hayden there to be like, let me show you how to play in the NFL, kid. No, exactly. Like, even if they drafted Asante Samuels Jr. and you said, he's exactly like his dad, I'd be like, ah, oh, the Steelers drafted him, so he, he's going to be someone else. <laughs> he's going to be like, wait, coverage? Who? What? <laughs> there was, a, was that a wide receiver? What just happened? What sport is this? Soccer? <laughs> no. <laughs> but <laughs> bringing it back now, the absolute best case scenario for this offseason, what does that look like to you? Mm, best case scenario. Okay. Pouncey Dotson and DeCastro are, are your interior line. You get a stud tackle to add into that group. You let Juju go. You get yourself some more, you know, decent weapons on offense. And this offense under Canada learns to be the 2004 Steelers. Uh, I've said this before. The 2003 Steelers were, were worse than this Steelers team at running the ball. The 2003 Pittsburgh Steelers were the worst in the NFL. They were terrible. Worse than the 2020 Steelers running the ball. 2020, you know, 2004, they were one of the best. We could do that. Matt Canada is that kind of an offensive coordinator. You get his system down. They run it. It works. And to me, that's what they need. The defense is there. Give this them an offense that functions. Claypool, let him develop. I, I think this offense could be what you see in Tampa Bay. I think you, you could have that kind of an offense. And with that kind of a defense, that's good enough. 
that's good enough to go. And I think Ben, if you gave him a run game, if you gave him uh, uh, something to draw the defense's attention and give him stuff to exploit, if he buys into Canada's system and really, really learns it, that would be my dream is you you get the transition going with a winning team. Uh, you you work your offensive line. You you fill the holes on defense. You know, you just – you kind of keep it going. You don't rebuild, you reload. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think the perfect way to start off this offseason is Ben deciding he's going to take that pay cut, and then all of a sudden the NFL is like, ah, you know what? We're going to make the, <laughs> the salary cap $205 million. And I would love it. No, let's, go to two, let's go all the way to 220 Let's do it. Ben takes a whole bunch of pay cut. They let Juju go, and all of a sudden they're like, we got money. And you're like, hey, uh, hey, TJ, why don't you give your brother a call? <laughs> Let's get the Watt family reunion going. You know, something like that where you're just like all of a sudden you have enough money, you were playing on cheaper, and you're like, that actually would make sense. That would be my dream. That would be amazing. Yeah. There's no way this cap can drop like a stone. Yeah, there's no way this cap. You just got to keep chanting it, and it's not going to happen. I can't I do think, it. I think that's how it works, right? <laughs> uh, before we keep going, Just Me uh, puts $5 in the tip jar. Thank you so much for that. She says, thanks, guys. Great show. Thank you guys for being such a great audience and hanging out with us uh, each and every Wednesday night, as well as everyone else uh, from Behind the Steel Curtain. So thank you so much for that. As we kind of round out our show here, Jeffrey, I really wanted to – this is maybe a tougher question, but we're going to be two Super Bowls in to, that have been played in the 2020s, uh, eight remaining in this, uh, in this decade. Will the Steelers be playing in or winning any of these next eight uh, titles in, uh, if you're looking into your crystal ball? I'm going to go with they play in one and they do not win it. Interesting. It's just, it's just, I look at the numbers. We're due. Like, we're due for another spell. We got two with Ben. We got to three. We won two. I know as Steeler fans, we're like, that's not enough. We should have been in more. And yeah, you know what? If if we were healthy, we would have been in more. Uh, if we had health at the right times and didn't run into exact wrong games. You know, there's so many little things that happen that if they if they went a little different, ball bounces a different way. Yeah, we're, we're playing in another one. Uh, I just think it's it's... I, I see another 1995 type of Super Bowl appearance uh, in this team without Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe next year with Ben Roethlisberger. Who knows? Uh, but I don't see us winning one. Yeah, yeah. It seems like we're kind of due for that kind of tough spell that we just kind of got to get through uh, before they can figure out really the, the next true era. It really feels like quarterbacks define eras, yeah. especially especially in the NFL these days. So. Yep. Until until they have that guy, you, you got to deal with Mahomes running rough shot in the AFC, and uh, outside of that, you, the Bills, uh, the Bills are probably going to they 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 could go to four in a row and lose four more in a row and just really stay on brand. I wouldn't be surprised by that in the slightest. But there are other teams that right now are really good, and yeah. I, I think that's one of the biggest issues facing the Steelers. And unless they're winning games seven to three next year, could be interesting unless they. They they need a 2017 draft, but not not a Steelers 2017 draft, which was great. They need what the Saints did, which was elite, and adding like just insane all pros across the board, like throughout yeah. the entire draft. That's what they need if, if they're going to be a true contender in 2021. But as we kind of head out here, Jeffrey, uh, what kind of stuff uh, can we expect from you from uh, 
coming out on the website in the next couple of days here. Well, we, we dropped the Joe Hayden article yesterday, I believe. Uh, tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow or Friday, is going to be my uh, look back at week three of the 2020 season where we look at Devin Bush and Vince Williams against the Houston Texans. That's a that's a good one. You want to this defense was just outstanding. Compare what what you see in that post uh, with what you saw at the end of the season. Light years difference. Um, coming out in the future, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm actually I'm actually having a really uh, really rough spell. I've, I've done a lot of I've done a lot of spelling out what I want to do. I just have to actually sit down and do it. And I, I'm kind of hitting a writer's block, but I'm working through it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that from time to time. Like right now, I'm I'm just super heavy in that draft stuff. Just like mm-hmm. completely just focused on that. Once we get past the draft and free agency, I'm scared, but we'll get through it together. That's the important part. <laughs> uh, outside of that, um, as I throw my headphones around, uh, just just make sure you're clicking over to behindthesteelcurtain.com. Uh, you're truly your one stop stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We're, we're bringing you everything from these coaching hires to reserve contract uh, signees like uh, we saw this past week. So if, if there's anything uh, you need to be caught up on, you'll be sure to find that and all the information and some great content through there, especially our pod, podcast platform. You're going to get a ton of great stuff on Facebook and YouTube, but there's some exclusive stuff that you're only going to get um, through wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, like you name it it's available to you. So make sure you're just checking out all our content. Great stuff coming out daily, tons of it as well. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. Uh, We will catch you next week for the curtain call. So on behalf of Jeffrey Benedict and myself, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys soon. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.